1: any disease.
3: We all have that one thing, that we're positive is getting in our way. For Caroline, she's convinced that it's being a single mom. Is that really what's holding her back? Or is it something totally different? This is Exit
4: Interview.
5: I'm Julie Kraftchik, and I'm UAHU, and we are active daters turned dating sociologists. Can you believe our other podcast, Dateable, has been going for seven years? Seven years where we've been digging into modern dating to learn why we date the way we do.
3: My longest relationship ever. Yep. Same with me. (laughs) You are my
5: life partner, UA.
3: (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Love you too. (laughs) But we are also here to continue our dating experiment with the next installment of Exit Interview.
5: Yes. This is our opportunity to talk to all the past flames. You know you want to do it. You want to dig into your past. What did that date say about you? Why did they never call you back? Why did you think this was off to the races? This relationship was going to blossom. And then poof, they vanished.
3: We're about to find out. Caroline, who is our single mom, is ready for her second chance of love. But despite many dates, can't seem to find a man who sticks.
5: Yes. And we can all relate. You know, whether you're a single parent or not, there's always that one thing you think is getting in your way. Yeah. I know for For years, for me, it was body image. Mm. I was convinced that people wanted the very petite, slim woman, and that was given to me by media and society Mm. and all the pressures that women face today. Thank you, media. You know, sometimes even the relationships that don't work out help you along that journey. To just feel sexy, to feel appreciated, to feel like someone does like your body type. I can actually thank modern dating by going on all these dates and seeing that I was totally in my head on that. I know
3: for me for many years, because I was in freelance production, I thought my career was the one getting in my way. I thought people wanted stability. Mm. And you know where that came from? My traditional Chinese parents who always said, "You know why you're single,
5: UA? When people see you, they think you're unstable." <laughs> and I said, "Thank you, mother. That's very kind of you." But how much better is it to find someone that appreciates you for you, right? Ultimately, all we're doing is looking for someone that accepts our imperfections. And also like is it even an imperfection? Like no. in Caroline's case, clearly this is not that, right? Like this is just her. This is her life. She needs someone that's going to fit with this life instead of fighting it and thinking this is the problem. And we love Caroline. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) She's
3: charismatic, smart, compassionate. So why can't she find love? Well, she thinks that maybe being a parent has something to do with it. So let's welcome Caroline. Caroline, sweet Caroline. I'm sure you've never heard that one before. (laughs) (laughs) We've been dying to meet you because we've been speaking to some of your old flames and even a friend of yours. Oh, my goodness. We have an idea of what's going on. We have some theories, but we're really looking forward to what you have to say here's what we know about you. We know that you're a single, hardworking mom with a young daughter living in the suburbs outside of LA. We know that you're a kind, joyful person who has now re-entered the dating world after focusing on raising your daughter. Yeah. Yep. We know that despite all of your best efforts on dating apps, nothing has gotten very serious. And that is baffling to both you and us, since yes. you're such a catch, obviously. <laughs> And today we're going to get to the bottom of it, but most importantly, we're here to figure out what is it about single motherhood that may be standing in the way? Is it an obstacle in the way of you finding love or is it something else? Are you ready?
4: Yes, I am ready.
5: (laughs) Well, we are so excited to talk to you. We've talked to those past flames. But before we get into it from them, I think we're curious, kind of how would you describe your dating life?
6: Well, I would describe it as a journey of personal growth. I've always been one to not handle rejection well, and then when I joined this so-called dating game a year and a half ago, I was like, I'm going to kill it. You know, I'm such a catch. I'm, I I think I'm pretty decent looking, and I just went into it thinking I would, like, kill it, and I still, I'm still single. I'm seeking a long-term relationship, but I would describe it as a journey, for sure, and lots of ups and downs. What has
3: been your relationship experience in history?
6: I did take a like an eight-year break when I had my daughter. And then prior to that was like the Coast Guard, which was my daughter's dad. and So I guess I've never really had like a super long-term relationship.
5: And then what about, you know, now in the dating world? What has been kind of the longevity of some of these dates you've been on?
6: Anywhere from six weeks to four months, I would say. Mm, Shorter. Okay.
5: <laughs> even that, even a few hours
3: can help you form a connection with someone. So we're here to investigate why these connections haven't gone much deeper. I do want to get to you dating as a single mom. What has that experience been like?
6: Just even the logistics, like I have her full time. So it's, it's really hard, like physically, it's hard to set up a date. But it is hard. And I think a lot of men are hesitant to date a woman with children, and rightfully so. I prefer to know those things up front. I myself don't date men with existing children. I think a lot of men are hesitant to to step into a family situation.
5: And that's definitely the question we're here to answer today. Is that what's getting in the way, or is it something else? Do you have any other ideas or thoughts of what else might be holding you back, or do you really think it's just that?
6: I think that's actually I think that's the main part of it. Even if they say it up front or they don't I wanna say maybe like a certain m- amount of time into us going out and getting to know each other. They maybe they get cold feet, they don't wanna say that they're not interested in someone with kids. What are
3: you looking for? And I don't mean in the future, I mean right now. What are you looking for?
6: I would like companionship consistent companionship with one person. It gets lonely as a single parent. <laughs> Simply put, that's it. And I think I'm ready in my life to have that. I have Not that I've stopped setting goals for myself, but a lot of the life boxes are checked. I am ready to accommodate that in my life and spend that time with that person. I want to do things with another adult. <laughs> so I I'm just ready I feel like I'm at the right place and time
5: it feels like it shouldn't be that hard right
6: (laughs) no it's not And, and maybe I do have high expectations as a single parent as a career person and maybe that's part of it I I don't know but I do have standards that I would like this person to have
5: and what are you hoping to get out of today when we do this exit interview for you
6: I, I i seek feedback always personally professionally and this is definitely one where hey i would just like to know
5: awesome well we are ready to find out what your past flames have said about
6: you <laughs> <Okay>. brace <laughs> yourself
5: oh my gosh <laughs> and we'll get to the root of what's going on first we're going to hear from marie so you two met on hinge and you went on two dates you know, before we go into what Murray had to say, why did you want to hear Murray's feedback?
6: Because I respect him a lot. He He's done well for himself, his passion, he's very talented.
3: And this lasted two dates? Why?
6: <laughs> he set a timing on his end.
3: Okay. <laughs> That's always okay. the best
5: excuse, right? <laughs> I
6: know. Yeah.
3: And it sounds like... If Murray didn't cut
5: things off after the second date, you
3: would have wanted to keep seeing him.
6: Yeah, absolutely.
5: Yes. We might as well get into it from Murray and hear what he had to say.
7: We met on Bumble. And I can't remember if I expanded my search settings or she was in my area and popped up. She seemed fun. You know, she was she was attractive. Super bubbly and nice I was just interested, like, oh, who is she? She seems really cool, and I mean, I was just kind of down to meet her, and, and she seems like a great mother. Like that, that uh, that's a big part of her life, and um, she was upfront about that. Obviously, it didn't deter me from meeting up with her.
5: And then let's go to the date. What do you actually do on the date? What are your impressions of Caroline?
7: It was pretty easy to talk to her. Overall, it was pretty positive. I was like, oh, this this should be fun. It's I told her she was pretty right when I, I was a little taken aback. I didn't expect her to be as pretty as she was um, based off of her. This was a hinge. I mean, it felt like a, we were just getting to know each other. Like, who are you? Who am I? That kind of thing. You know, her ex and her daughter and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. That was a long date. I mean, we hung out for like four hours probably. I mean, I love talking to people about their or girls about their experience on the dating apps and um, the difficulties they've had.
3: Did you get the sense that Caroline wanted something more?
7: You know, I, I try to make it a point of either asking, like, what are you looking for? And then if it's not what I'm looking for, or I think it's like, if, if I asked her, like, what are you looking for? And she said, I'm looking, you know, to get married or I'm looking for a serious relationship only. I probably would have been like, oh, I'm not, you know, looking for that. So I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty good about having that conversation. I'm do not want to waste anyone's time. Uh... So yeah, I feel like we did talk about it and that probably lined up with something that was more like, oh, not. I don't want to jump into anything. Just open to meeting people. Because um, I feel like she was dating other people off Bumble. Just a thing of where it wasn't like, okay, it's only you now. I never got that feeling.
3: Then what happens? Are there other dates happening in the future?
7: Yeah. Again, either the next Friday or the Friday after. So, yeah, I drove down there and went to this barbecue place. And, you know, second date, maybe it was the driving, maybe it was sitting in traffic too. You know, it's nice to just be impulsive sometimes. You know, I think it was good overall. I just, I wasn't really feeling like this long-term connection. I think she's very sweet. I don't know what, I really don't know what it was. There's distance and not really what I was looking for at that point. And not that I really knew or know what I'm looking for, but I just didn't feel that like, oh man, this is life-changing it was just oh she's a really nice person but i don't feel that spark
5: are you dating now
7: yeah we've been going out for three weeks definitely feel a click with this person that i haven't felt in a while i think we just match on humor you know just feel like i click with that person that we have like this quick rapport of hanging out joking around and and learning about each other. And um, she lives a mile away. You know, that's another thing. I should, I should throw that out. There's some convenience involved. Not that I'm just dating for convenience, but it is, you know, we're both in the same area. So I feel like that says something about where we want to live or the things we're interested in. But I think she's thoughtful like Caroline, um, very generous like Caroline.
3: Well, you know, this show is all about helping Caroline find the partner that she's been looking for. So any other feedback you can give her.
7: I think just the one thing for me, which this, again, this isn't really anything Caroline can change is it didn't really match what I was looking for energy wise, I guess with, um, lifestyles, I guess maybe like I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm ready to move out to the suburbs and I don't feel like she did anything wrong. It was just, you know, I knew the circumstances going in and the distance and the age and family life and all that. I think she has a lot of, great things going on and a lot of great things to offer to who, whoever that person is.
6: Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I respected Murray from the beginning. Murray's
3: a sweetheart. I yes. I think we should set this up so that our listeners can understand the distance he had to drive. I think he had to drive like 45 minutes to come see you. Is that about no, right? No, it was
6: like 30 minutes.
3: Okay. 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes to come out. Maybe to him, it felt like 45 sitting in traffic.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anything is far, God forbid. But
5: yeah. He felt like he was going to a whole new universe, that it was more suburban. He was trying to live this L.A. city lifestyle. And I think that was a disconnect for him. I'm curious what you think about that.
6: I understand Murray's concern it's hard when you're they're not down the street. I just I've done long distance in different states and I'm not deterred by it, but I do understand why others are.
5: We'll get into it more, but again, how do you create connection? A lot of it is time and frequency. And how do we remove some of those barriers?
3: And did you feel like the second on the second date it felt different than the first one?
6: I d- I didn't actually and It's interesting, the stuff that he said, I've heard it before, that they don't feel that spark. Mm -hmm. And I don't expect that because this is real life. And I think people, especially nowadays with online dating, are quick to say, "Well, I didn't feel a spark. And it's like, if I don't feel that spark with this person, well, maybe I will with the next. So I don't actually think I've ever had that quote unquote spark with anyone.
5: You know, we totally agree with what you said about the spark. We're actually firm believers that dating takes time. It takes, you know, continued connection building, all of that, because, you know, it's a little ambiguous. People tend to use that as the go-to. Like, I didn't feel the chemistry or the connection. But he actually met uh, his current girlfriend not that long afterwards, and we really wanted to get to the root of, like, what was different He did say it felt very light and fun and almost like two friends that were just hanging out and they had some inside jokes that were created. And he felt like with you, it was a bit more of like the date talk. Of, like, you know, oh. where do we work? What do we, like, all the questions you ask oh, when yeah. you're kind of getting to know someone? So sometimes we want to kind of go in with this checklist to make sure that they're going to be a good partner, or it may not even be that. We just think these are the types of questions you ask on a date. But oftentimes we drop that date talk. That's actually when we connect better with people. But that's one thing that we did take away from this of Mm. maybe there's some ways that we can make it feel less date-like and as formal in that regard.
6: Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) That's good feedback, right? Yeah, it is.
3: That's something good to hear because he wasn't able to pinpoint it. But it sounds like you're the type of dater that we call like front-loaded. All your interesting things are up front, right? You're a single mom. You're beautiful. Your photos are there. You're bubbly. And then once people meet you, I think there's this yearning for who is Caroline beyond all of that. So you'll kind of see this as a pattern. We're going to get to our next old flame. We'll be right back after
0: this short break. that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
8: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
3: we're going to get to our next old flame, Curtis. You two met on Bumble. You went on a bunch of dates, hangouts over a few months. Why did you choose Curtis for this?
6: I really liked the guy, like, I guess, but just getting Mm. to know him, it was like, I have so much bittersweet memories about him. And I just, everything about him was great. He was such, he just hit very different. And even when he left, it affected me like, no other. Aww. He was hilarious. I'm attracted to men who can make me laugh, and that's hard to do. And he was easy to talk to. Just everything about him was was amazing. Like I, I, I still miss him to this day.
3: Wow. And it ended because he moved away.
6: Yeah, or so I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or so you think. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. Fair. And let's hear it from Curtis.
9: When you first get that match, you kind of look through and then read a little bit about them. And, you know, I guess it's just, you know, she was just very interesting and intriguing and obviously uh, very good looking.
3: Were you aware that she has a kid?
9: I think she made that pretty obvious in the app.
3: So there's interest, there's attraction. What happens on this first date?
9: I drove up to uh, where she lived. I I think I picked her up at her house. I actually had to drive. So probably like 40 minutes, something. I think she had to be cl- obviously close to her daughter and everything. So I kind of looked at Caroline. I was like, "Well, like, where do we go?" I was like, "I don't, I don't know this place." We ended up finding a spot that it was a kind of a cool, rustic bar, and just like you know, we kind of just connected over that and just feeling each other out, and the attraction was clearly there. You know, not really any discussion about anything like, "Oh, what, what are we looking for?" And then we did get into the the dating topic. And I remember Caroline was super interested in the guy's perspective on like how the swiping goes and how all of that went. And I, I actually thought it was kind of funny.
3: There were definitely some sort of sparks or attraction there because you ended up going on a few more dates. How long did you end up going out for?
9: We hung out quite a few times, probably um, four or five-ish. Like We would just kind of Um, I remember there was a few times where she happened to be down in Orange County and and I was like, oh, you're around and like we went and got drinks. Yeah, I mean, we we had fun uh, and just going to certain bars and just kind of chilling and talking about each other's day. I mean, that's kind of the extent of where we were, uh, we were at. But Caroline was kind of... I want to say maybe a bit guarded with just like her home life Uh, and just like it was her and her daughter and it was like, you know, limited people can come in. But that I mean, I saw that and I didn't get afraid of it. It was just like, all right, I think I, I have a feeling kind of that's where she's at a little bit.
5: Yeah. And were you dating others?
9: I wasn't dating anyone else because I was going through some stuff with work and they were going to transfer me back uh, to the East coast. I was like, all right, I'm probably going to be moving. So I kind of put all the rest of that on hold. So I wasn't really like dating. I mean, I guess it was kind of exclusive at that point, <laughs> but it wasn't like probably on purpose. Maybe it was just with a little bit of uh, all right, I'm not going to really try to meet anybody.
5: What was going through your mind at that point?
9: I was like, all right, I'm probably going to be moving. And uh, I had that. I was like, I got to tell her like this is I mean, we just kind of started hanging out more and more often. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to be out of here in like a month or two. So like when we first met, it wasn't even in my sights yet.
5: Had you not moved, what do you think would have happened?
9: I mean, if I didn't move, I would foresee us hanging out more and where it goes from there
5: oh my gosh so you clearly had a lot of feelings for curtis as you expressed but the whole relationship seemed a little vague and we're curious did you ever share with him what you were looking for or that you wanted it to be more
6: no i didn't mm. i did not mm. it was just very vague like hanging out like
5: friends yeah. That occasionally hooked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
6: I
3: get very scared when someone says we were exclusive but unintentionally. <laughs> like fell into not dating other people. So it feels very unintentional. There's no intentionality mm-hmm. behind it. And it felt like there was a lot of hanging out, a lot of casual conversation. He did say that if he didn't move, things he would have wanted to see things through. But he was going through some stuff in his own personal life. Did you know that from the beginning of dating him? No,
6: I didn't.
5: Okay. I think one of the things he did say, though, was that it still felt a little surface level. He clearly thought you were beautiful and it was fun. But when we asked him, what was it that bonded you two? He said it was a feeling of us both being miserable dating and kind of complaining about modern (laughs) dating
6: that is so funny that's true we did bond
5: over that lots of conversation it's so hard to you know take that out but at the same time it's just kind of setting up the date to not necessarily be like the most positive and also the connection between you two it's more of this connection about a shared hatred of the vehicle that's getting you there in the first place (laughs) yeah
6: (laughs) i see That makes sense. I should be taking notes, actually.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can play this back.
6: It's all
3: recorded. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah, I will. (laughs) These are your memorialized notes. That's
6: right. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I think it's a good learning to have, though, because sometimes as daters, we think connection is based on misery. Misery loves company. But that's actually not connection. That's actually just trauma dumping. (laughs) And when you do that, you don't scratch the surface of who you are. What we're hearing from Curtis is he didn't know you very well. You didn't know him very well. Obviously, what he was going through at work heavily affected his decision to move. But you didn't even know that even though you hung out with him for a few months. And he used the word guarded for you, which we thought was a very interesting word for you because you come off very open and bubbly and like, you know, an open Mm -hmm. book. But he felt like he didn't know much more about you beyond that. Any thoughts on that word guarded?
6: I'd say he's correct, actually. And to hear that from on the show and from him is hits the nail on the head. I am pretty reserved for the most part and guarded as to who enters my life. I think this was someone, either him or the other person said it because I have my daughter. So, yeah, he's actually correct.
5: And you don't have to necessarily like, confess that you want a full-blown relationship with this person, but even just putting it out there that you're really enjoying your time together. Like, I don't know if he knew how much you enjoyed him.
6: Maybe not. The
5: reaction we got wasn't as enthusiastic as yours. Here's the thing, Caroline. I
3: think the right person would not describe you as guarded. Because no shit, you have a kid. Of course you're going to be guarded. You're not going to be like, anybody come in. I just met you. Come into (laughs) my house. The right person's going to say she's very intentional. She's cautious. She's being respectful. She's, you know, she's thinking things through. The right person for you would not describe you as guarded. So I think don't take that as I need to open up my home to more people, I think take that as this is an opportunity for me to communicate why I would be guarded about my family, why I would be more careful about inviting people into my home. And for someone who's never dated a single parent, they need a little bit of
5: education in that, yeah, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I think this is bringing up a good point, though, that like he definitely was not turned off or scared because you were a single parent. Actually, with Murray, too, he also said that was a non-issue. I think with him, it was more just the suburban lifestyle was different. For Curtis, it definitely felt more, I mean, part of it was just his own life, right? And not being here for the long haul. I think he would have kept chugging along with what you two had for quite some time. But the problem here is he would have kept chugging along with what you two had for quite some time. (laughs) There wouldn't have been, there was no initiative because he didn't feel that, you know, deeper connection again. I think that's coming out of these little ways that you can reveal a little more and make that connection a little deeper. But we did get in touch with Jackie, who is one of your friends, and you two were former coworkers, and we love talking to friends because they always have a different perspective. Yes. They see us in a different light than our dates. So it's important that we remember some of the feedback we've just kind of unpacked around, you know, the distance, the emotional connection. But we want to hear Jackie's perspective as well.
4: Well, Caroline is an amazing person. And she's also um, on top of working and traveling constantly. She's also a single mom. And then so on top of that, being able to balance a dating life is actually really incredible. She's super open and, and always willing to welcome pretty much anybody into her life when it comes to dating. I don't ever find her as the person who shies away from a first date.
5: Is there anything that you can see that you sometimes wonder like, Caroline, why are you doing that?
4: I think everybody just has a list of the items that they want for a person, right? I know that on her profile, they have to be 5'11 or taller. And I understand there are certain things that she'll stay away from completely. And then other things that she's more open and willing to find a balance between that. But I think... In past conversations, I've heard her say things like, if it's below her level of education, then she wouldn't consider dating them. Or if they already have a child, then that's something that she just wouldn't consider. And I think because of those boundaries, it's closed doors.
5: Is there anything that you would want to share with her of ways that she could, you know, make the dating journey more fun and enjoyable or anything she could do differently?
4: There's a lot of pressure on, you know, whether she does want to get married or not or to have it be successful and thinking that success only comes because the relationship has lasted and then at that point become discouraged through this dating journey. I think if she went into it thinking that it's the whole thing is going to be an experience and that there shouldn't be any sort of end goal. So she makes it to that fourth date or if she doesn't like either way, I think she can learn a lot from these guys that she's that she's dating and finding out what it is that she actually wants and being able to, you know, shift her perspective in that sense. Oh, wow. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's always fun to hear from the friend. But yeah. we will warn you, though, with this, is that
3: it's not about the end goal, but there should be progression. Think about it as an experience, a journey, but the journey needs to move forward. You can't be in a situation ship for three years. That's not going to end well. And maybe the end goal is not about the marriage or being an exclusive relationship, but there should be this feeling of, I want to feel more connected to this person. And every time we do hang out, we deepen that connection. Maybe that's a better way to set your goals.
4: Yeah, yeah.
5: I think that actually ties to the first comment from Murray, too, of like, maybe date one doesn't need to be as formal dater view.
6: Oh, dater view. I like that. (laughs)
5: Official dating questions. And it could just be more of like, let me just get to know this person, you know? Yeah. I think having that mindset, I know for me personally, like, when I met my partner Leading up to that, I was in date or view mode as well. Yeah. And I dropped it. And that's when things click because you're just connecting to another human being. That's all you're doing. So much less pressure too.
6: Great feedback. Yes.
5: I want to address
3: her saying that you do have a, a checklist.
5: Hold tight. This exit interview will continue in just a moment.
3: I want to address her saying that you do have a a checklist here. Yes,
5: yes. Nobody
3: below your education level, this and that. I feel like you are like, I've done so much for myself and I am independent. I am strong. I am self-sufficient. I'm not going to settle for anything less. But then the list that we tend to create is surface level. It's very superficial. And end of the day, what really matters in a companion is how they make you feel. We didn't know if Murray made you feel good, made you feel sexy, made you feel taken care of. Were they kind people? We weren't sure of any of that because you were very much focused on the surface level checklist. So if we're going to dig into this, if you had to think about your ideal partner, how do you want to feel around them?
6: Like, I know how it feels when I'm with the right person, but I can't articulate those qualities or characteristics. I've never been really asked that up until
4: now.
5: I mean, that might be something to focus on more. And Jackie mentioned that you might be a little bit of a heightist. 5'11 and above, is that accurate? Guilty. (laughs) And you're 5'2, right? (laughs) 5'2, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know that only 14% of US Americans (laughs) are 6 feet and above. So maybe we'll give you 20% because of 5'11. That means 80% are being ruled out. (sighs) Okay, when you put it that way, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that's come up, too, is the distance. Like, Part of it could just be the way you look at distance is not the same as others. But because you know, some of this other criteria is tight. So that means you got to open it up to find more people. But I think what we'd want to push you to maybe think about a little more is what are the qualities that really matter? You would be shocked at how many people we've spoken to on our (laughs) podcast that said they had strict height requirements only to end up with someone that did not meet them. There are so many short or medium kings out there. Like, they're (laughs) there for you.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people start shrinking after the age of (laughs) 40. OK, so you only have a few years of them I being know, there. Don't remind me. Don't give her ammunition to
5: go higher.
9: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious. Six,
5: seven. <laughs> I think, though, the challenge with the distance, though, is that people, the way they view it. And I like L.A. traffic is a beast. So even if it's by 30 minutes, it becomes an hour in the car they start to think, was the connection so amazing that it's worth it?
6: Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
5: And that's where the it becomes problematic is what we established earlier is that, you know, the instant sparks are not always the best and it takes time to establish connection. So what I think it would be better to focus on, like, how do we bring in the radius that these are people I can keep seeing over and over again, And then I don't need to feel so, you know, so much pressure to jam pack all the first date questions in that first date, because I know Mm -hmm. I'm going to see them again. And I could just let this develop more organically. And that might require you loosen up some of these other filters to get enough people in there.
6: (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's something to think about for sure. Just because, like you said, LA traffic is, it's crazy. And if you're not down the street, it's, it's hard to... I am also, like, one of my love languages is quality time, so uh, reducing the distance would be conducive to that.
3: Have you found it challenging to find people closer to you?
6: I have, actually. Mm. Like, I think it's also just the area and the demographics to the east of me is a different county and just, yeah, naturally. For some reason, I always match with people in, like, Silicon Beach or, like, downtown LA, but... Yeah, I have found it difficult. And even when I'm back home, when my parents live further east from here, it's, I don't even get on the apps. It's like, (laughs) there's nobody here. But it's just different.
5: What we've said before, it shouldn't be like you go cold turkey and open up all your filters and have zero standards. Like we're not saying that by any means, but maybe you could limit it to like what are the top three? Because we know that we also need feelings that needs to be important, and then also the future aspect that you two need to be more aligned about where things are going. We saw with Murray, for instance, like it was very ambiguous. If you're looking for that person that's going to be there and be consistent, like ambiguous. U.S. is not the best match.
6: I guess now, too, uh, in addition to that, it's 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 being straightforward, but while not uh, having that, what's that term you phrase? Date view? Yeah. <laughs> like, I still want to get just the whole, like, for, I have a daughter, for example, the yeah. things that I need to be straightforward about, while sharing myself and what I like to do and who I am, but not being in a job interview <laughs> on that first date.
5: You can do that on the app in the messages before. maybe it's even Ugh. worth doing video calls, yeah, get the small talk out of the way so when you finally yeah. meet up, it's just you two connecting,
3: yeah, it sounds like we need to establish some rules here, and we don't like rules, but I think this rule will help you <laughs> If they're within fifteen miles, then freely meet up in person if you want to. If they're outside a fifteen mile radius, then maybe you do the f- more filtering to make sure that it's time well spent if either one of you are commuting. I think that will really help you make better use of your time. Don't let go of the things that are important to you. It's still okay to tell people what you're looking for. And Murray, even in the beginning of the interview, I don't know if you heard, he said, if she said she wanted all these serious things, I would say I'm not I'm not aligned. I'm not Mm -hmm. in the same boat, right? And they Mm
4: -hmm.
3: perfect. You're filtering out the people who are not looking for that destination that you're looking for. So it doesn't have to be this like cool girl syndrome. That's what we call it. Like anything goes. Let's just see where things go. Let's keep it (laughs) casual. I'm totally easygoing. You can balance that with I actually have things I am looking for that are important to me. These are important to my values.
6: Yeah. Even having these somewhat. Awkward conversations or difficult conversations to them, at least not to me, and just being upfront about what it is I'm looking for that I'm long term minded.
5: And you know, it doesn't even have to sound like a loaded heavy convo at all. Yeah. And we're definitely not saying like, DTR on the first date define the relationship, anything like that. You know, like if you won the lottery, like, what would you do with that? Just like something that yeah. is so ambiguous, but just would give you a line of sight, like, do they want to travel around the world? Do they want to like put it in a nest egg to start a family? Like, oh, yeah, you'll hear the true. stuff come out. It doesn't make it as much about You and them.
6: Yeah, like questions that in their responses would reveal about how they are, who they are.
5: Exactly. It's all about the motivators,
3: it's all about the why. And I think what you said to us earlier of why you're looking for a companion for the long term is because you're lonely as a single parent. It's hard being a single parent. That, Caroline, gives you so many layers for someone to connect on. It's not like I'm looking for a marriage. I'm looking for more kids. I'm looking for this family. Cause that's, that's like talking about some, like, okay, I want five dogs. I want cake. Mm -hmm. You know, I, there's (laughs) many things that I want. But what is my motivation here? My motivation as a human being is I want to be with someone. I, honestly get lonely i want help i want to share and build a life with someone that is like oh my gosh okay
5: caroline I, I i see you now i get who you are now
6: yeah i
5: see so i know we don't like rules here but i do want to put one more in place <laughs> one more rule
6: okay
3: <laughs> one i'll more. hear
5: them We're going to stop talking about dating on dates. Yeah. I remember I was on a date once with someone and all he talked about was how bad dating apps were. Mm -hmm. And I learned about his ex-girlfriend. I learned about their sex life, their financial issues. And I walked away being like, I did not connect with this person at all. All I know about them is their feelings towards relationships and dating that do not really actually involve me. So I feel like the second you feel this urge to talk about it, or if they bring it up, how do you change the subject? It could even be something like, you know, I'm really excited to be on this date with you, and then move it along to them. Mm -hmm. Like you can get that energy out elsewise, like your friends are for that, your dates are not for that.
6: Yeah, I see.
5: I want to know...
6: You did allude to this. You
3: don't date men with kids and you said you had good reasons for it. Can we just quickly go into why that is?
5: Go grab a sip of water. We'll be
0: right back. transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease
8: trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback
2: rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
3: I want to know, you did allude to this, you don't date men with kids. And you said you had good reasons for it. Can we just quickly go into why that is?
6: Yeah, my, my ex a year and a half ago had two full time. And I at first, I was like, Oh, I have children. That's something we have in common. But I'm just not in a position to accommodate like I have. And I think it's because I've, I've been doing the single mom thing I've had Lily full time. She just knows me as her only family since she was born. I'm not simply not in a position to accommodate. And I think it's very important to do that if you're dating or if your partner has children.
5: You know, we talked to a single dad recently, and this is just food for thought. But kind of his takeaway was, how do you choose your heart? Like, it's going to be hard to let someone in that doesn't understand your background at all there's going to be a learning curve there for someone that's never had kids or some of these people that might be living like more of the city lifestyle. There's going to be a hard to bring them into more of a suburban home life. Or there's the hard that you were just describing. Either way, there's going to be a hard. So does it make sense to rule people out? It feels like sometimes there are some generalizations being made. So that might be something to just think about or be conscious of.
6: Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's probably one of those uh, things on my list of criteria that, along with a 511 high <laughs> requirement, that I could consider.
5: And then you can keep the stuff that matters, like education and their passion, like all that yeah. can stay if you're loosening up in other areas.
3: If you can treat dating as a growth experience and an experiment, you can set out to disprove your theories. What if you go out and say, I'm going to find that single dad who's going to disprove my theory that I can't be with another person who has kids? Because also think about it. They could have kids that are already at the house. They could have much older kids. They could have kids who are not with them full time. There's just so many other configurations of a household And some people would argue the more the merrier, maybe instead of them adding to the burden of you being a single parent, they could add to the family energy of being parents together and co-parenting. So there's just, I think it's like if you go in and just try to disprove these generalizations, you will surprise yourself.
6: That actually makes me excited (laughs) to get back out there. Yeah, good. This whole show has, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
5: I feel like you have so much going for you that's ahead of the game for so many people. It's just this fine-tuning. Yeah. We're curious. What's kind of the biggest takeaway you've had from everything we've discussed?
6: I think it's to not be afraid to let people a little bit more (laughs) in my life, whether it's uh, shooting them a text of... What I'm doing or where I'm at or what interests, because I shy away from those little things. And it's because previous relationships didn't respond well. And again, this is all me. I'm, I am guarded to that extent. There's, there's many times where I, I, I'm, I think to myself, I, I really want to share this with someone. I do you want to share with these people and to maybe overcome that fear
3: right?
6: and sharing them about how awesome I am? <laughs> you
3: know? If you're looking for this ideal relationship of someone you can share your life with, Someone who makes you feel a certain way. You also almost want to do like a future mapping currently in your dating life. It's if I am looking for someone to share life with, I got to start sharing now to see if they're receptive to that. Right. If I want to feel respected in a relationship, I got to feel that now. So the relationship part is just a V2, V3 version of what you're experiencing currently. So why not cultivate that now and not wait for it to happen later?
5: I think an initial step for you would be to stay a little more open on the stuff that yeah. doesn't matter as much all the time and more focused mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the areas that really do matter.
6: Yeah. Well, definitely a homework that i am giving myself after this show is is what you said is how, I, can I, let me try and articulate how I want this, my partner to make me feel.
5: Yeah, yes. definitely. So we started off this whole thing with is it being a single mother? Is that what's getting in your way? What do you think before we give our opinion?
6: It sounds like it's not, actually. It's other things. It's the distance, it sounds like. It's uh it's me not uh well I could be more open, and I admit that actually. But no, I don't think it is. It doesn't sound like it's the single mom thing is what rules me out of these men's uh, dating preferences.
5: (laughs) Not at all.
3: Even in the beginning of this conversation, you said a lot of men don't like to date women with kids. I think we just proved that there are plenty of men who are willing to date women with kids. This will never be a factor. if it
5: is a factor, that's the wrong person for you. Exactly. So now that we've done this exit interview, what's one thing that you're going to do on your next date? What's one action item?
6: To not have it be a inter- a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to do something fun versus the traditional dinner and drinks and just something that is more uh, not as formal and not as mm-hmm. uptight, just something casual that we both like to do. But definitely not have it be a, a job interview type <laughs> situation. <laughs>
5: Yeah, just getting to know a new person. That's all it is. A new human being. Yep. Death to the dater view.
6: Yep. That's a new term. I'm going to like write that
5: down. Write it down.
3: (laughs) Anyway, you're such a freaking catch. I have a girl crush on you. We are rooting for you. Keep us updated because we are Team Caroline. Yes,
5: we are.
6: Awesome. Well, this was great.
5: Well, that certainly proved... That limiting beliefs are getting in our way. Her single parent status had no bearing on if Caroline was dateable or not. Sometimes we use these as an excuse for why things
3: Mm -hmm. aren't happening or why we are not being fearless in our love lives. So I think we broke through to Caroline with these limiting beliefs. And limiting beliefs, everyone has them. They're these blinders Mm -hmm. that guide your life. And if we don't acknowledge them, they basically become this default setting for us.
5: Yeah, I actually remember doing this workshop a long time ago about limiting beliefs And there was an analogy of how do you get out of your comfy, cozy condo Mm. of just thinking like, oh, I'm not going to put myself out there because this is my protection mechanism. Mm. Because I can just say, oh, it's because I'm a single parent or because I haven't lost those five pounds or whatever you think is getting in your way instead of actually taking risks in your love life. And, you know, it's scary to get hurt. It's scary to put yourself out there. But just staying in that comfy, cozy condo isn't going to ultimately get you what you're looking for.
3: Oh, I think that's a good exercise for our listeners. List out all the beliefs you have about why dating hasn't worked out for you, okay? Mm -hmm. And then look at each one and say, is this my comfy, cozy condo or is this a fact? We can probably guarantee you most of these are going to be your comfy, cozy condo. (laughs) (laughs) What if we changed our mindset like Caroline did and think, this is what makes me unique. And I'm going to lean even more into it. And that will help me attract the right person.
5: Yeah. Instead of looking at it, oh, it's holding me back. I'm not going to get this person that has a lifestyle that's not conducive to kids. Good. You don't want that person. That's not the right match because your lifestyle isn't that way. Mm -hmm. I think Caroline was very receptive. I think this opened a lot of blinders for her. Of all the people we talk to, I almost feel like she has like the most. Initiative that's going to come from this. I'm really excited to check back in with her. Oh
3: yes, it's going to be a good one. This is such a great discussion. But tune in next week because we have a whole new conversation. So next week we're going to do something special. Yay. We're
5: going to catch up with a few of these past guests and see how they're doing and if they've actually taken any of our advice or not. Right. So make sure to subscribe to Exit Interview
3: to be the first to listen. And while you're at it, give us a rating and review. We love that. You can. Also, follow us on Instagram at Exit Interview Show and on Twitter at
5: X Interview Show. We'll see you next week. Bye!
3: This episode was coordinated by Katya Kupelian, creative produced by Samantha Martin, and edited by Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler at Little Scorpion Studios with executive producers Uhu, Julie Craftick, and Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast.